Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give them some praise, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, thank you for your anointing, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Your will be done in this service, Lord. Give us the faithful endurance, Lord, to follow along and let us receive what we need to receive this morning. Don't let us leave here depressed or discouraged, but let us leave here fired up, Lord, about what you would have us do and about what you are doing in us and through us. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church said, Amen. Amen. Hey, God is good, right? Man, give them some praise. Get excited. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Last week, I felt, well, I don't want to say I felt a little silly, but I really felt like we should go over Psalm 23. Now, if there's a, if there's a group of scriptures in the Word of God that most people are familiar with, it'd be like John 3.16 and Psalm 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. We all know that, okay? But anyways, as I would try it, and I would try and say, well, you know, this looks good. Let's talk about this. I'm not trying to act super spiritual, but this is the direction I kept being pulled back into, okay? I know that makes sense to you guys. So last week we went through half of Psalm 23. This week we're going to, Lord willing, we'll, we'll finish it up. And if we have to go another week, we'll go another week. But this is just a neat study we're doing. And we're taking this info that you already know. We're refreshing it. And we're, we're just putting it in our hearts. Can I get a witness? This is good stuff, man. Psalm 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I say that verse all the time. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now the question that we have to ask ourselves, is God your shepherd? Think about that, okay? Is God your shepherd? I'm not saying, are you saved or are you not saved? Although that is something that we have to deal with. Are you a Christian or are you not a Christian? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? you got to do that. Okay, no one can do that for you. All right, you need to do that. You need to do that today. Now, having said that, there's plenty of Christian folk, me included, that will gladly say, the Lord is my shepherd, but I don't always follow my shepherd. I don't always follow the leadership of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? So, if I want the part I shall not want, if I want to be in that part, well, my needs are going to be taken care of. Okay, God says, well, follow me because I'm the one that is leading you to the, that still water. I'm the one that's leading you to those green pastures. So you need to be obedient to my word. So bottom line, guys, we, as Christian folks, we got to spend time in the word. The little bit of, of the Bible that we share each week, it's wonderful. I love it. I mean, it's amazing that we get to share the word together. And we have, you know, Bible studies throughout the week and stuff like that. But we all need to have our personal time in Scripture every single day. And don't kick yourself if you don't get to it. But let's make that a priority. I know in our modern world, sometimes we don't like to break open the, the Bible and read it. 
Well, man, I do. I dig, I dig reading the Word of God. But one thing you can do when you're driving around, um, you can listen to preaching. You can listen. And, and I do. Let's listen to preaching. Let's listen to preaching. Be careful who you listen to, but listen to some preaching. Okay? But also... You know, there's these apps now on your phone. There's there's the Bible on CD. You can listen to the Word of God while you're while you're on your way to work. I don't want to dwell too much on that, but it's just it is so important that we spend time in the Word of God. Okay, and the more you get into it, the more it's going it's going to mean something to you. I need to move forward, as my buddy Luke would say, moving forward. The Lord the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. My God makes some pretty interesting and pretty bold promises. He says, if you let me lead you, if you're obedient to me, I'll give you what you need. I'll make sure that if you need something, it'll be there for you. And God's not lying, okay? Okay, 1 John 5 and verse 3, I believe it's on your bulletin. It might be on the monitor there. 1 John 5 and verse 3, check this out. For this is the love of God. So this is what it looks like, church people. This is what it looks like if I love God. Okay, this is kind of the, the fruit that will be going on in my world right here. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. How are we doing on that? I mean, look at your own heart. I'm looking at mine, man. You know, how are we doing about keeping God's commandments? How are we doing about keeping, keeping his word? Well, you know, I got a problem with that because I don't know what his word says. We need to get into the word. And we need to be obedient to the word. Even that tough stuff, man. I know our flesh is usually pulling us one way. And the word of God is saying, no, man, that, that's trouble. That's trouble. Come with me. Okay. But remember, we're Christians. We belong to him. We're not our own. We've been bought at a price. And what is that price? The most valuable, precious thing in the entire universe. You know, the blood of Jesus Christ was shed so we could live forever. Amen. That's, that's no small potatoes. Look at your neighbor and say, that's no small potatoes. For, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. I don't always like doing that. But see, this is how, I, this is how I'm going to show. This is, this is a show that I love God. I'm going to say, you know what? I don't want to do this. Because sometimes we don't, man, right? Sometimes we really don't. You know? But I'm going to do the right thing. And God will bless us for that, I promise you. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments, this is the cool part, or one of the cool parts, and his commandments are not burdensome. See, we all know this, but let's just say it right now. You know, God's not trying to steal your fun, man. He's not trying to steal your fun. He's trying to keep you safe. Bottom line, I mean, that's the deal. That's the dealio, right? That's trying to keep us out of trouble. He's trying to keep us from hurting ourselves and hurting those around us. So the Lord is my shepherd, and aren't we blessed? I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So sometimes in this world, we're just going to have just crazy, unfair, hard times, man. We're going to have to deal with the consequences of other people's selfish actions, we're going to have to deal with people getting sick, car wrecks. Just We live in a fallen world, man, where bad things happen all the time. You know what I mean? But see, in this crazy world, in this world of craziness where everything's falling apart, God says, let me lead you, little sheepies. Let me lead you 
my precious little ones, because we are precious to him, you know what I mean? And he says, let me lead you to a safe place. You know, even when everything else is just crazy and falling apart, when, when peace is so elusive because our minds won't shut down or, or stop focusing on, on all these bad things, um, God says, just follow me, you know. Follow him, follow his word. He gives his beloved rest. And that's true, man. I know what it's like to lay in bed, man, for hours and hours and hours and watch that clock thinking, oh, man, I got to get up in a little while. And you just keep watching. You can't sleep. And, it's, you know, you go through all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, okay, let me just bring it back in. God's there for us. God is a present help in time of trouble. Well, one of the problems is, is a lot of times when I'm going through some unfair, crazy, hard time, man, I'll get frustrated. I'll get bitter, you know, and we can't, we can't afford to be bitter, you know. Oh, God has, God has allowed this to come into my life for some reason. Some reason, I might not understand it, but God has allowed this for his glory, you know, and a lot of that glory is going to come from how I handle this situation. You know, his glory, my growth, can I get a witness? So sometimes, you know, God wants to lead us to those peaceful streams, man, that, that place of peace, that place of provision, but we don't want to go there. We want to go, we think we can do it better than him. So, you know, there is that place where we get rebellious also, not just where we're just going through a hard time because this is the world we live in, but sometimes we'll just be out and out rebellious. You know, we, won't, we might not see it that way, but we'll be like, you know, I, I think I got this part covered. And we know it's the wrong decision. We know. We know. In our heart, we're like, nah, man, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't the right way. But it's okay. All is forgiven. I'm going to go do this. You know, God warns us, hey, you choose to sin, you're going to have to deal with some consequences of those actions, man. You choose to sin, you choose to suffer. So God says, just, just follow me. I'm your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He's going to take care of my needs. Now I need to let him lead me. Can I get a witness? Psalm 119, verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. That's true, man. A word in season, man, when, when you need it, it's in the word of God. It's been said, I've said it myself, and I believe it. You need answers, they're in the word of God. Now, sometimes we don't want those answers because it's not what our flesh wants. Well, guess what? That flesh, we got to put that junk down, right? Okay, how sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Verse 104, through your precepts or through your commandments, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. I'll read that. I'm going to read 104 again. Through your precepts or through your word or through your commandments, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. So my flesh man doesn't, that my old self doesn't want to be obedient to my shepherd a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Maybe it's just me. But, you know, sometimes I want to do something that I know is not right. You know, oh, I can get away with this. I'll do this. Whatever. I got this coming to me. You, you know what I'm talking about. We'll see. We got to get into that word of God. Really, really, folks. Got to get in that word of God. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. The more I get into the word of God, the more I surround myself with God's people. And I don't mean perfect, folks. I don't mean people that look down on one another. I'm talking about just people that love Jesus. 
I'm talking about, you know, those people that you can come to and they're going to encourage you and not lead you down that wrong path, right? You know, because there's, you, we pretty much usually got like two sets of friends, right, Christian folks? We got the ones that we talk to when we want that bad advice, you know, we want someone to side with us on our bad decision we're about to make. And then hopefully we got our Christian buddies, our church-going buddies, that, you know, we'll talk to them and they'll say, well, this is what the Word of God says. This is what we need to do. Okay, so the Word of God is going to guide and lead me in that right path. The Lord is my shepherd. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my shepherd. We need to make sure that He is our shepherd. Make sense? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I can have peace no matter what's going on in my world. No matter what's going on in the world outside my windows or what's going on in my house or what's been going on in my own body or something, you know, or what's been going on in my checkbook, I can have peace. I just need to follow the shepherd. Follow the shepherd. Remember, the shepherd guides and he leads, but he leads from the front. He's like one of those amazing leaders that you hear about in military history that leads from example. He leads from the front. He's not going to ask his troops or subordinates to do something that he's not willing to do first. So here's our Lord. Here's our shepherd. He is parting the way for us. He is going before us. He's saying, follow me. Follow me, little ones. My sheep hear my voice. They're not going to follow some other fake fake uh, shepherd. Dig it? I mean, amen? He, he, oh gosh, people said dig it. Say it, look, look, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this, Dalton? You say, I can dig it. Let's say I can dig it like three times fast. I can dig it, I can dig it, I can dig it. Everyone do that real fast. If you don't do it, I'm quitting. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. See you later, Paul. Nah. I don't know. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes, me, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So like everything, man, we got free will. We don't have to follow the Lord, but man, get ready for a bunch of mess. You know, get ready for a bunch of anxiety and depression and discouragement and regret. You know what I mean? You know, but God says, hey, follow me. I'm your shepherd. Follow me. I got peace for you. Well, that way doesn't look as exciting as this way. Yeah, I know, man, but that's a trap, dude. You know, that's how you get the mouse, right? You put the, put, you put the big hunk of a, a asparagus or broccoli on the mousetrap. No, it's cheese. You put cheese on the mousetrap and it gets the mouse because it looks good, man. You know, that way is the wrong way. He restores my soul. You ever seen the TV show where, where the cool dudes, uh, they'll buy like this amazing car from like the 50s or 60s or 70s, but they're all rusty and they're falling apart. You know what I mean? And, he, and they restore it. I got a buddy that used to do this, man. He spent years restoring this beautiful Mustang, man. Took them years to do it. But see, they'll take something. It's, 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 it, it, at one time, it was gorgeous. At one time, it was beautiful. But, but it ain't beautiful no more. But somebody sees something in it. Like, oh, man. That's right, baby. And, and they restore it. They bring it back to life. You see what I'm saying? 
It's just as good as it ever was. So God says, follow me, man. I know it's been a long road. I know it's been a mess. I know a lot of crazy things have happened to you. But here, follow me. Come on. I want to lead you to this place of peace, this place of provision that we're missing out on so much of the time because we want to do it our way, you know. Or we just don't listen to the word of God. But see, just like the car restorer guy that makes it just as good as ever, God says, let me lead you to this place. Even though everything's just cray-cray all around you, you can have peace. You can have peace. And I'm going to restore you. I'm going to build you back up. I'm going to give you your spirit that, that renewal, that strength to go on for the next leg of the journey. Because we're going to have trial, trial, in this world, we're going to go through trials, man. And it's a series, man. It's a series of trials, okay? That's God's method to make his man. That's God's method to make his woman. Uh, you know, sometimes, well, I'll be honest with you. I wish I didn't have to go through trials. But that's God's method of making his man. Amen? Think about it. Do you really earnestly pray? Do you really cry out to God when everything is just peachy? When you got 14 extra dollars in your pocket? You know what I'm talking about? When everything's going great, you got one of them, uh, you got one of them buy one, get one freeze that you're just burning a hole in your pocket for Burgerville? All is well. You know? But when things are tough, man, when things are really, really hard, when there's no other way, Caleb, when there's no other way, I can't do it on my own. You know, when I give it to the Lord, I cry out to the Lord. We're not going to do that when everything's just going peachy. He restores my soul. He le- Some of us just need to let the Lord restore our soul, man. We've been getting banged around. We've been going through it. My God says, just come on. Just come, come on, be with me. Okay, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Well, that's pretty cool, right? God's leading me to the place I need to go, that place of righteousness, that place of maturity, okay? And it's cool that, well, let me say it like this. When your boy or your daughter, when your kids do good, it brings a smile on your face. You know, when we're obedient to the Word of God, when we realize, hey, I need this, I can't get around, I can't do it without this, we're giving God glory when we're obedient to the Word of God. We're giving God glory. We're giving God honor. And he is worthy of our praise. And that's what, that's what we're here for. The, the reason why we're here on this earth is, is not just to make babies and go fishing on a Friday afternoon or vice versa. <laughs> we're here to give God glory. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Okay, now we're getting to the nitty and the gritty. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So remember the picture is sheep, man. And the sheep got to follow the master. They got to follow the shepherd. And sometimes the shepherd will lead us through a place to a place that looks not just uncomfortable, but downright scary, man. I'm not talking about just, oh, man, I got the big test Monday morning. I'm talking about real crazy, and that's scary, but real crazy, crazy things, man. Real scary business. You know, we're talking about the valley of the shadow of death. That sounds pretty scary, right? Okay. That's what, okay. But look, even though I walk through, now this is important. This is really, really important. So let me just have your attention for just a, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe. 
even though I walk through. It's a journey. Okay, the trial, the storm, even though right now you think, well, there's no way out of this. There's no getting back to normal for me. Not with what happened to me. Not with what I went through. Okay. See, God says that I will get you through. So with every storm, every trial, what? There's a, there's a starting point, there's a middle point, and there's an end. Now, there'll be a bunch more trials right after that. You know, the prize, you already knew that. But see, even though I walk through, God's leading me through to some crazy, scary places sometimes. But it's for my growth. It's for his glory. Okay, so he says, follow me. It's going to get kind of dark in here. The water's going to get kind of high in here, but don't freak out. I got you, all right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, these are like things, sometimes these things ain't avoidable. Sometimes these are just paths that I got to go through. This is a cup that I got to drink of. God has ordained it. I got to do it. I got to go through it. There's no getting around it. But he says, I'll get you through it. And I'll be with you. Amen. Give him some praise. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So I don't have to be fearful. That's up to me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Sometimes things just take the breath out of you. They spook you. They surprise you. You get freaked out. But God says, hey, remember who you're with. Remember who you're with. Let's do this. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Well, that's a bold statement. King David, little David. This is actually little David right here. Why? For you were with me. Okay. That's a biggie. We talk about that all the time. But it's, it's not just that God is with me. It's not like he's off in the corner. But he is my shepherd, so he's leading me, Sister Sandy. He's guiding me, Brother Caleb. And he has the tools, the provision. He's got everything I need to get through this portion of my life, whatever it is. You know what I mean? The strength, the energy. He gives strength to the weary. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Um, Proverbs 17, 17. Let's read this real fast. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Super cool verse. Super, super cool verse. Now picture Jesus Christ. Picture Jesus Christ, our big brother. I've got to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And I don't have to fear no evil. You know, i got, I got to go through this thing. I don't have to be paralyzed by fear. Okay, that's an option. But I don't need to be paralyzed by fear. I got to get through this. I don't want to waste any time. I want to learn the lessons that God's teaching me here. Okay? So, God is with me. He's the big brother. Jesus Christ is the big brother rolling up the sleeves saying, hey, you don't mess. You don't mess with my kid brother. Does that make sense? You don't mess with my kid brother. God is with us. Okay? He's got what we need. He is that brother that is born for adversity. He's like saying, this is, this is a real amazing part of our relationship right here. Okay? That when times get tough, when you become unpopular because people don't know how to deal with what you're going through right now, you know, and people are kind of avoiding you because they don't know what to say or just people don't care to deal with what you're going through. God says, don't get that confused with me. 
I'm rushing to the scene. Okay, I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm that big brother that was born for these opportunities to show you, man, I love you. I love you. We're going to get through this together. Give them some praise. A friend loves at all times. I love that, man. I love that. Sometimes we can feel really lonely, man. Sometimes we can feel like, well, no one. I got friends. I got people that care for me. But they can't handle this. They don't know what I'm going through. I feel so alone right now. Well, God says, hey, don't, don't forget about me. What am I, chopped liver over here? You know what I mean? Listen to me. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Okay. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So here we go. Here we go, Brother Merrill. Here we go, Brother Travis. I'm going through this dark, dark place, man. Pretty scary, pretty freaky, but God is with me. And he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he says, don't forget, I got this rod and I got this staff. Now, these are two separate things, man. I used to think that it was, you know, just two different words for the same thing. That's my rod and my staff. I don't know why I thought that, because it's not written like that. But it's two different things, man. So one of them is like a club, like, like a big old solid stick, man. You know, and that's to protect you from these wolves and these lions and alligators and all these things. Well, alligators weren't really something the 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 sheep had to fear in, in Palestine. But due to, I'm not going to make a stupid joke right now. I could. I sure could. I've got about four of them just ready to, each one a little dumber than the last. Just like Rachel. That was a joke. And, you know, just we got to be serious. we got to be serious. Okay, now what are we talking about? We're talking about rod and staff. So God's got these tools. He's got what we need. Whatever we need, he's got it. So when the enemy comes to attack, he's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can only go so far, brother. Not brother, but you can only go so far. So the shepherd would have that stick, you know, and there, there's a wild beast. Boom, boom. Bash him on the face or whatever. He'd run away to protect the sheep. So that's our shepherd, okay? And then also the other tool you know, the, the, the staff that has like the, the crook in it or whatever, that's to bring correction. That's to guide the sheep. Hey, don't go off that cliff, you big, you big dummy. <laughs> yeah, you bunch of dummies. Um, not that God would talk to us like that. Um, but you see what I'm saying, right? He protects, he provides, he corrects, he has what I need. So yeah, church people, we're going to go through that dark valley sometimes. Sometimes there's just no avoiding it. Well, God has ordained it. This is what I got to do. Got to drink of that old cup, right? Got to go through this. God is with me. He's got what I need. The fact that God is with me should give us peace. The fact that he has what I need, that he's strong enough, should give me peace. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear not, for I'm with you. I, I can't stop reading this verse. I can't stop sharing this verse. This verse is just amazing. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Okay, we've been talking about that. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. Maybe you don't feel like you're particularly fearful. You know? Maybe you feel a little dismayed. Oh, just a little dismayedism. 
Be not dismayed. Don't be discouraged. For I am your God. So remember, God's with me, but it's the one true God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So the cool part about that, or what, what really rings out to me, is God's with me. I know that. I've been hearing that since I was a kid. God's with me. If I'm in the family, he's there. He's a present help in time of trouble. I can run from him. Okay, but he says, don't run from me. So God is that present help in time of need if I want that help. Okay, I know that. I've always known that. I've known that for years and years and years. And I do believe and I know from the bottom of my heart that he is the one true God. I know that he is the one true God. He's not a fake. He's not a phony. He's not a fairy tale. Those are all great things. But if he's not active in my storm, then, you know, what does that really mean to me? But see, that's the point that Isaiah 41 verse 10 is making. I'm the real guy. I'm with you. And I'll strengthen you. I'll give you what you need. The big brother rolling up his sleeves said, we're going to get to those still waters. We're going to get to that green pasture. Just follow me. And when you feel like you're losing your footing, I'll hold you up. I'll strengthen you. I got everything you need to make this journey. Okay, isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Remember those, uh, you ever read those books? I like history. Courtney likes history. You know, remember, remember the wagon train folks, man? And they would take these crazy journeys and... I mean, could you imagine this? Westward expansion, manifest destiny, and all that goodness. And, and, and I got to go. I'm going to find my fortune on the West Coast, man. And I'm bringing everybody I love, and we're getting in this, in this wagon. And I sure hope we make it. But I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of Indians along the way, a lot of treacherous stuff going on. So there's a lot of information about that in your public library and history channel and stuff. And just, I don't know. But see, the stupid point I was trying to make is, man, those guys didn't have no guarantee they were going to get through it. The point God's making is like, I'm going to be with you. The end result of this valley shadow death thing, you can't see it right now because it's really, 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 really dark. The end result's going to be worth the journey. We're going to get through this. I'm going to give you what you need, church people. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Maybe out of these six verses, maybe this is my favorite. You know, maybe you... Maybe it's not for you. You know, maybe you've never really had people that were out to get you. I'm staring at about 50 of them right now. I'm playing. I'm playing. Jesus, forgive me, Lord. Jesus, forgive me. I'm playing. I'm sorry, Mama. You prepare, t- you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So imagine this. God's leading me through this dark, scary valley. I've got to go through it. There's no way getting around it. Okay. He gives me what I need. Okay, imagine this. You're eating some fine dining. You're eating some fine, delicious delicacies, pastries, pastries and whatnot. Uh, and everybody around you just wants to rip, rip your face off or your head because they hate you, man. So we don't really know what that feels like, but David sure did. You know, 
he knew what it was like to have nothing but enemies, man. He had his king who he was loyal to following him, trying to kill him. The king of Israel, Saul, had these massive resources when he could have been doing something else, you know, chasing little David throughout the wilderness. David knew what it was like to have a bunch of enemies. He knew what it was like to have a bunch of people that would just love to kill him to get on the good side of the king. Matter of fact, later in his life, he had, you know, his son tried to kill him. His son tried to steal his throne. But anyways, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God gives us good things. Look at your neighbor and say, God gives me good things. He does. God gives us good things that Satan can't touch. Satan can't touch. And sometimes... Because we're going through that dark valley of the shadow of death, we think, well, Satan's got a foothold here. Satan's, Satan's winning. No, no, Satan can only do so much. Satan can only do so much because God will hold him back. He's like, no, no way, dude. Nope. I'm going to use you for this situation, and it's for my glory. I know that kind of disturbs you, Satan, but I'm getting glory out of this mess, you big dummy, you know? You see, God will give us a, a table in the presence of our enemies where the whole world could be out to get us. You know, the whole world could be out to get the Christian. The whole whatever could be out to get you. But God says, nope. Go ahead and, and enjoy your meal. They can't do nothing to you. All they can do is just sit there and be frustrated. Why does God bless that guy? Why does God bless this family? I don't get it. Ah. Because the shepherd's leading them, and they're being obedient to the shepherd. Isn't that good? Isn't that awesome? God will actually hold back the attacks of Satan. It's nothing to him. He'll give you, he'll give you, he will prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. You anoint my head. And you know what? I did a little research last night, this morning. I hope everybody slept well. Um, I did a little research on the, you know, my head with oil. And because there were some things I was thinking, well, surely it means this, but let me just make sure. Well, it did mean what I was thinking, but I found some really cool info out. You guys will like this. So because we're talking about God, who is our shepherd. So if God is our shepherd, who's leading us, and we are the sheep, you know. So what's going on here is they actually, the shepherds, would anoint, they would put oil, this is true, they would, they would put oil on, on the sheep's head and around his face and stuff because these, these parasites and these bad little things would, would get in the ear canal and would cause, would cause the sheep a bunch of pain and a bunch of torment to where they would smash their skulls against rocks and, and trees and stuff to try and just ease the pain a little bit, you know, because sheepies ain't that bright. You know, but so David, little David, you know, looking at it, hey, I anoint these sheeps with oil, you know, so the lice and the bugs and the other parasites don't mess with them. And, and it's way more than just an irritant, you know, like a couple flies buzzing around your face. Talking about these things that get in there get in your ear canal and get in your brain and drive you mad and, and, and just, just cause all this damage. So there's the comparison for us as well. You know, there's all these things in this world that, that, that just wants to suck us dry, you know. 
And see, David's saying, God, you know what the shepherd does, man? He anoints our head with oil. He protects me as I'm going through this journey. Remember, he holds back, says, like, nah, it's far enough. It's far enough. See what I'm saying? Isn't that cool? You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I like, I like good waitresses. I wait waiters. I'm not. I don't care. It could be waiter or waitress. It doesn't matter. But uh, I do a lot of uh, coffee shopping, hanging out and with folks and stuff. And there's the good waiters and there's not the, the not-so-good waiters. And uh, sometimes waiters are just really too good, really. Like waitresses, I don't know if I'm saying the word right. But like every once in a while, because they want that big tip, and I don't blame them. Everybody should tip good, by the way. Christians should tip really, really good. We should tip good. Those people need that money, all right? They're making next to nothing by making sure you have napkins and ketchup and everything you need. Tip them good. Um, just saying. But anyways, um, you know, like some, some of these people, like you take a sip of your drink and you're like the only other. It's like me and my buddy uh, will be, we'll be the only people in, in these restaurants sometimes, you know? And like you take a sip of your drink and then that person's like, you know, refilling it. Just, you never, like, actually, your cup never gets any lower, you know? Or, no, please, no more coffee. I do want to sleep sometime tonight. I did a little more, you know? Check this out. My cup overflows. My cup, talking about provision right now, it's not like, oh, 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 ma'am, ma'am, that's plenty. That's too much sugar. You know, I got a swimsuit season's coming up, you know? It's not like that. It's like more than enough provision the lord is my shepherd i shall not want talking about everything i need when i need it our god is a god of more than enough aren't you glad that he doesn't just forgive us one time you know what i mean that he's the god of second chances third chances four chances five chances i mean he is so 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 merciful and gracious to us our cup overflows sometimes we don't think about you know, how good God has been because we're going through some, just, we're, we're right in the middle of that valley of the shadow of death. But even right there, God says, hey, lift your eyes towards me. Praise me. Even though you're just, you're weary, you're tired, praise me because I'm a good God. I got everything you need. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. These pages are stuck together. Psalm 23, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Check this out. The shepherd's leading me. We're closing, kind of. Shepherd's leading me. I got to go through all this stuff that I would never choose to go through on my own, but the other way's darkness. The other way's death. The other way's a bunch of regret and remorse. Okay? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, one of the things that, that we truly have to watch and I have to watch is not chase the blessings because right here, it's very, very clear. Surely goodness and mercy, this provision, just give me a couple more minutes. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. So I don't have to chase the blessings. I need to be chasing the blesser. I need to be following, listen, I need to be following the shepherd being obedient to his word. And you know what? A lot of these things that I wish I would have, you know, God's not opposed to giving them to us, but sometimes we're chasing that instead of chasing him. We're, fo we're following the wrong thing, you know? Does that make sense? 
Look at this verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. So as I follow the shepherd, as I follow Christ's example through the word of God, as I follow the Lord, the shepherd, the blessings, the provision, the goodies, the benefits, the bennies are going to follow me. You know what I mean? For my whole life. No matter where I find myself, whatever geographical or mental area I'm in, man, God says, I got what you need. Just follow me. Just rest me. Isn't that good? All right. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God is going to be with us, provide and take care of us. We got to let him be the shepherd. We got to be obedient to his word. Sometimes we have not because we ask not. Sometimes we have not because we're asking for stupid reasons. Sometimes we have not because it's not the right time. You know, see, if we follow God, my will will line up with his will, and he'll give me the desires of my heart. Can I get a witness? So, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will always be under God's shelter. I will always be under God's provision and protection, not just in this world, but in the one to come. And so, and behold, Matthew 28, verse 20, part B, and behold, I am with you always. This is Jesus. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age, or your translation might say to the end of the world. You know, until you take your last breath, don't worry, I'm with you. Now follow me, right? In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, this is good, man, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So think about that. God's with me, and he's going to be with me. As a Christian, as a saved individual, I will never know what it's like to be alone or to be, or to be away from my Lord and Savior because he's always there. I might try and run away from him because I want to do things my own way. It's not going to work out good. But like the prodigal son and the prodigal dad, he'll be waiting for me. I got to come to my senses. Anyways, that's another sermon. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Bottom line, we got to follow him. He's got what Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more and may God bless you.